shape me. I beg you, and you shame me. I think your business is finished here, ma'am. Let's go. Mrs. Ganesh. Fright, Horror, and Sci-Fi Podcast. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And I currently have, what do they call them, an earbug? Is that when yeah, you get I a think, song so. stuck in your head? Faith was good enough right before we hit the record button to start singing I Try by Macy Gray. And she was doing <laughs> a little bit of an impression of Macy Gray when bit. she was doing it. <laughs> and so you might hear that throughout the night here on the show. It's going in my head right now. Once you get Macy Gray in your head, you can't get Macy Gray out of your head. You're welcome. Thank you very yeah. much. I don't know if, you're, if that's a good thing. Now, what's really cool about this is Macy Gray was in the movie Spider-Man from 2002, the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, and it was directed by the director of the film Tonight. You didn't do that on purpose. It's just funny how, how, how things work out cosmically. Why don't I remember her in it? She's right there when uh, the goblin flies in. She's singing a song and That's right. and looking That's all, right. being all Macy Gray. Because yeah, <laughs> Macy Gray is a state of mind, right? Yeah. It's a state of yeah, mind. Yeah, I would say so. It's a state of <laughs> mind. So is the late night fright. Welcome one and all. We know you could be doing a whole lot of things right now. Instead True. of listening to our show, you could be watching this new show on was this Discovery or the Learning Channel? Uh, Get this thing TLC? out of me, TLC. There's a show called Get This Thing Out of Me. I was preparing some things for the show uh, last night, and I had the TV on mute because Doctor Pimple Popper was on. And there's something so cathartic about watching that pretty woman pull oh, yeah. lipomas and cysts out of people. It it makes me feel good about myself to know that. She's out there pulling lipomas and cysts out of people. But anyway, this show, Get This Thing Out of Me, which I think is new, and basically it's people who get weird objects stuck in them, and they have to have a surgical procedure to remove them. And I saw this uh, I saw this, this girl got a, uh, the brake handle of a bike stuck in her leg. It was horrific. And uh, so it was on while I was starting to prepare for the show. I'm so. just upset I haven't heard of this and haven't seen it. Because you, you this is right up my alley. You could be watching that. You could have it on be. in the background <laughs> while you're listening to the show. <laughs> so, Can we well, put it on while we record We could, the show? yes, maybe on the break. Uh, well, you could call tonight's movie Get This Thing Off of Me because we have a curse. From 2009, we have a movie from Sam Raimi, the acclaimed director Sam Raimi. He's done some of your favorite films. You know him, you love him. What is tonight's movie, Faith? We are doing Drag Me to Hell. That's right. This is a good one. So here we go. We have a little bit of a history and synopsis of the film, and we're going to be right back with our review and analysis after that. We'll see you on the other side. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. 
and what he did was keep director Sam Raimi from directing a script he had started developing with his brother Ivan after 1992's Army of Darkness. Everyone's favorite web slinger kept the Royal Oak Michigan native and Bruce Campbell BFF busy for three films. And after 2007 Spider-Man 3, Raimi was finally able to tell the tale of a young bank loan officer who is cursed by Sylvia Ganoush, an elderly and disheveled European Roma woman. The results were hellacious. Drag Me to Hell, released on May 29, 2009, found Raimi revisiting the roots he had established in earlier pictures such as the Evil Dead series. There's horror mixed with humor, cartoon-esque violence in the vein of the Three Stooges, and his main character gets abused quite often. Take a shot every time Lorna Raver's character of Sylvia Ganoush projectile vomits on the main character. We guarantee you won't be able to walk when the end credits roll. Allison Lohman plays bank officer Christine Brown, the woman who invokes the wrath of Sylvia Ganoush. Justin Long portrays her boyfriend Clay, a university professor skeptical that his girlfriend is being haunted by a supernatural entity. In addition to Lorna Raver as Sylvia Ganoush, the film features Dalip Rao as fortune teller Ram Joss, Oscar nominee David Pamer as Jim Jacks, the manager of Sylvia's bank, Adriana Barraza as psychic medium Sean Sandina, and Reggie Lee as Stu Rubin, Christine's nefarious co-worker. If you look closely, you'll also see Oscar winner Octavia Spencer working at the bank. Drag Me to Hell was a critical and commercial hit, grossing $90 million worldwide. It also currently has a 92% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. In a nice bit of nostalgia, Raimi used the early 80s Universal Studios logos for the beginning and ending of the film because that's when he started making movies. Now, on with the late night fright. You know, Faith, I try to walk away and I stumble. <laughs> was it from all those shots? <laughs> I think it was from all the shots. If you take shots every time that Lorna Raver's character throws up on Allison Lohman, <laughs> y- you will try to walk away and stumble at the end of this That's movie. Like the best part of the movie. It's the best part of the movie. We're going to get into all of that. Our apologies, though. Our apologies. Well, we've got the giggles tonight. Also, uh, we did not mention in that little bumper the real star of the movie. That's the goat. That goat rules. <laughs> They've got a goat at the seance <laughs> that is the most precious thing I've ever seen in my life. He looks life. like a man just sitting there hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> he really Just did. like, here. He is the real star of the movie. He should have put Macy Gray in this one, too. I don't, oh boy. I don't know why he didn't. Damn it, Sam Raimi. Damn it. Goodness gracious. All right, Drag Me to Hell. This was a first-time watch for both of us. And I'm going to say this at the front. I don't know how this one got by me. I don't know how it got by me either. I was going back into my memory hole, and I was going, what was going on in 2009 that I did not have time to stop and watch Drag Me to Hell? What was it? I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If anybody out there knows, let me know. We obviously both missed it, so obviously, obviously something did. else was going on. So we watched this a few nights ago. We had just a, a great time watching this. Faith, what did you think of uh, Drag Me to Hell? Oh, I... I pleasantly surprised at this movie this is a really good movie i mean i don't really know what i was expecting going into it honestly um but 
I I was very I didn't impressed. either. I didn't know what to I kinda expect. I kind of went into it like with an open mind. I yeah, and I didn't watch any supplemental material beforehand like a trailer. I didn't, I didn't read about it, you know, I didn't do any research on it. I just kind of And honestly, in. how did this even come in into into our lives to do on the show? I'm Oh, it was the Doctor Strange trailer, uh, the Multiverse of That's Madness right. trailer, and Sam Raimi came up in conversation mm-hmm. because he directed that. That's coming out later this year in 2022. And we've been doing the sci-fi movies, and, and we did the comedy sci-fi with Coneheads, and we said, let's do a, a straight horror movie because right. we haven't done one in a while. And his name was percolating, so I'm really glad that it worked out the way that it did. Oh, me because too. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, and not only did I thoroughly enjoy the movie, this is the kind of movie that you watch with a friend. We watched this together, and it was just fabulous. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the thing where we were sitting there conversating throughout the film. Every now and then, there'd be an aside, but we were really engrossed in this. Really, really (laughs) engrossed in this. I was very... Very pleasantly surprised. I shouldn't have been pleasantly surprised because Sam Raimi knows what he's doing. Right. Sam Raimi's pretty damn good. He is. He's been around <laughs> for 40 years now, going back to the Evil Dead, and he did the Spider-Man trilogy, and he's done some really interesting work in a lot of different genres mm-hmm. uh, throughout. But he's got an energy about him. There is a madcap sense of fun when when he gets into this territory. Oh, yeah. And it's not so much that he mixes humor with the horror. It is humorous, but it's the slapstick horror element. And we've seen this before in The Evil Dead, and we see it on great display here oh, yeah, in this you, movie. I think you described it perfectly earlier to me. You know, it's like it's like a 12-year-old boy kind of humor. You know, like it really of is. like that it's a teenager, immature kind yeah. of gross stuff, you know, but it works so well. Yeah, it's, it, it's coming from a pure place. <laughs> Of just wanting to gross you out. Yes. But not but not all the way. Right. Because I do have a note here about this movie. It's just gross enough to go, ew, but it's not gross enough to make you want to go and vomit. Exactly. You know? It's like it, they found they found the medium. And I'm wondering now, did they have a focus group on this? Were they like, all right, <laughs> where's the line? <laughs> Raise your hand if you're going to vomit. Raise right. your hand if it's humorous. Right. But there's a real energy to this, and there's, there's energy... In, in a lot of these scenes, and they really come to life. And one scene in particular that we're referencing now is when the character of Sylvia and Allison Lohman's character, Christine, have a fight in a car, and they're in this confined space. And it's hellacious, but at the same time, it's hysterical because she's hitting this old woman with a stapler, and then the old woman gums at her because her teeth fall out, and she's and she's gumming at her and just getting spit all she's over got, like, her. She's like, her chin in her mouth. Her chin is in her mouth. It is... And I was I was giggling the entire time. Oh, I was too. I mean, it was really really funny, <laughs> but it's also really kind of horrific at the same time. But yeah, but I was having just such a great time with this. But any time that that character is with Allison Lohman when she's when the character of Sylvia is alive or dead, there's an energy to this piece. There's an energy when they do the seance that that uh, showcases our favorite character, the goat, and uh, <laughs> when, when the spirits come in, you know. And and he just his movies have a sense of fun and a sense of entertainment. And I read a quote that he he thinks of himself as an entertainer, and I think it really shines through here. Oh yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know, 
I did you like his Spider-Man movies? Yeah. I I adore his Absolutely. Spider-Man movies. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do with Doctor Strange because it that seems like a a, a natural fit. Mm-hmm. It does. It really does. What uh, do you like? Horror and comedy when they come together, I do. I do too. I really do. We've we've mentioned this several times on the show. If you're a longtime listener, that there is there is such a striking similarity between horror and comedy, and and the desired effect is a little different, but the means by which they get it is kind of the same because you, you're getting this 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 quick response. You know whether it's a laugh or a or a or a shriek of terror mm-hmm. as it is. And uh, I know Jordan Peele has talked about that extensively, how there's a real similarity between the two. And uh, Sam Raimi, I, I, I like I like what he does. I like oh, what he does oh, with I this. Do too. So the story here is a young bank teller has the opportunity to help an older woman. She's fallen behind on her mortgage. She's on hard times, and she needs an extension to keep her house. And... Allison Lohman's character, Christine Brown, decides that she's not going to do the humanitarian thing. Instead, she's going to, uh, you know, go full dog eat dog world, and she's going to deny this woman's loan because by denying this loan, it means she's going to save the bank money and she's going to get the promotion to assistant manager. So it's her decision to do this. Christine does not seem like a bad person. She does not seem like a a, a cruel person. Uh, as the movie goes on. You do feel for her as she as she undergoes this curse. The curse that happens in three stages, basically the lamia. Is that am I pronouncing that right? The lamia. That's I'm how they. Pretty said sure it, that's right? how they the, said the, it. The, the the demon spirit that comes up to haunt her and eventually take her to hell. It goes through three stages. Basically, it just makes you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> three days of crazy, and then it's just going to take you right to hell and like feast most on demons. you. <laughs> feast on you for eternity. That's what it's going to do. There's a real fairy tale aspect to this. Fairy tales uh, are usually morality tales to get children to behave. The Lamia was used in a lot of Eastern European fairy tales I was reading. Um, the Lamia would eat children. Here's a happy thought. The Lamia was used to get children to go to bed at a certain time because if you're up past a certain time, it's going to get you. It's going to get you, right? Isn't it amazing what parents will tell That's their children? terrifying. Do you, what do you think of that? I'm, I'm thinking about this in my head right now. Do you think we have some of the problems in the world because of these fractured psyches from I things? Was, I was thinking that. Children like, I mean, were you told might be scarred some of these by children their, by their life. parents. Do you think? Do you think they reinforced uh, that negativity with Macy Gray? <laughs> Try to mark away. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I love this story. I love this whole. Premise, and this is going to play. So we're going to talk a little more about it at the end. Again, if you're a longtime listener of the show, one thing I'm fond of saying at the end of the show, I'm quoting the late great Don Cornelius, who was the host of Soul Train for many, many years. Those were good times, man. I remember growing up in the '80s, and Soul Train would come on. It was like all the cartoons would finish, and then Soul Train came on, and I'd watch Soul Train, and they dance and all this stuff, and it was it was wonderful, but. He used to say, be good to yourself, be good to your neighbor. And that's something I've really taken to heart, especially as I've gotten older. And this movie seems to be saying the same thing, and we're going to get a little more into mm-hmm. that. But it it does have a fairy tale morality aspect to it. It and does. I, and I really like that, and horror and fairy tales go together very, very well. So well. So let's talk about our lead, Alison Lohman. She came to prominence in a Nicolas Cage film, 2003's Matchstick Men, 
And one of the draws with Allison Lohman early in her career, and she and I are the same age. We're a few months apart. But she looked very, very, very young for a long time. <laughs> and she could play younger characters. And uh, I think she's a very good actress. I have not seen her in a while. I haven't seen her in a lot of stuff in general. She it feels I like... I don't think I've seen that, that Nick Cage film. What's that's, wrong a, with that's a good movie. It's a good movie. By the way, Nicolas Cage is currently in our town filming the Renfield movie, and Nicolas Cage is playing Dracula. And I do want to stalk him. Yes. Sigourney <laughs> Weaver is also in town right now. So she is. we've got. But it's weird because Sigourney Weaver is filming a National Treasure TV series. So go figure. Maybe he's going to cameo. Who knows? Yes, she. I thought she was recording something, filming something else. I in St. Francisville. Something for Disney National Treasure is what I heard. I don't oh, know. I thought Faith. that was Catherine Zeta Jones. They're all here. I don't know. <laughs> There's a bunch of people here. Is Macy Gray here? Is, is Macy? <laughs> I try to say goodbye. She's here now. <laughs> She's here now. Did she bring the goat with her? All right. Allison Loman. What did you think of Allison Loman in this movie? I liked her again with the movie. I, I don't I don't really know her from anything, so I didn't really know what to so expect. So there's no baggage. Yes, I didn't really know what to expect from her performance. And right. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I I think she does a fine, fine job in this movie. She carries this movie. I read she did all of her stunts, and she was really game to do all of her stunts. And she really sells getting thrown around because there's <laughs> some, some physical stuff here. And I, I, I really feel what she's going through in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I feel the, the, what's the word we're looking for, the degeneration you know of her of her psyche in a way i I really start to feel her at the dinner scene with the parents of the the boyfriend in the movie you really start to feel like oh god it's just terrible and and what i liked about it too is you know some of this stuff is coming right and (laughs) it gets really awkward and real when really fast (laughs) when it happens yeah I think this is a really, really great performance. What I like about this movie, and I think, and she's really tapped into this, it's it's part psychological thriller, but the movie lets you know that what she's going through is real. Right. They let you know in the very first couple of minutes because there's a flashback uh, to 1969, I believe, and a little boy's going through the same thing. We get the idea that he may have been cursed by the same woman. The movie never... Never goes there, but you can you can you can draw your own conclusions. It never quantifies that, but so it really tells you what's going to happen, you know, right. in the first couple of minutes over even over the the credits to the movie. But what I like about it, it's psychological thriller in a way. But we know that it's happening to her, so there's no question. Like, okay, is she going crazy? No, 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 no. It's really happening, and I like that they let you know that it's really happening. With that said. They do a great job with the uh, Lamia and and the demonic forces, the the dark forces that are are hounding her. Of you see them, but you don't really see them. You see them in shadow, mm-hmm. and you only see this thing for just a couple of beats. It, it, it inhabits uh, one of the gentlemen that works with the medium later in the film, and the goat, and it talks, but you're not really getting it, right? You know. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and really great. They they do some great stuff with shadows in this mm-hmm. movie. You can they see do. its feet, you know, and then the feet come through, you know. And that reminded me of the scene where the shadow comes under the door. Uh, that great scene in Freddy versus Jason, where Freddy's at the end of the street and his shadow, you know, yes. starts to attack one of the kids. So, I I like I like that aspect of mm-hmm. it. 
I do too. At the end of the day, I think this really reminds me of like one of uh, one of the old Alfred Hitchcock presents shows in the Twilight Zone, you know, by way of like the Evil Dead. Right. It's, it's got a very classic vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the design, let's talk about the design of this movie because this movie looks fantastic. Like the, the designs of the houses, the design of the medium's house, the design of the room where the seance happens, even the design of uh, Ram Joss, the fortune teller, his, his place, you know, everything. It's kind of like the star Wars vibe where even though it's a quote unquote future, you know, it looks lived in. Everything here looks lived in. It's, it, it, it's not sleek and glossy. Right, it's very right, right. cool. Uh, I love the look of it. It, I do it, too. it, it and it feels like a horror movie too. Mm-hmm. It feels like a horror movie. What um Justin Long is in this. Justin Long familiar to horror audiences for his work in Jeepers Creepers and he's done a whole lot of work and uh what do you think of him? I I I thought he was fine. He was here, fine. You know? Yeah, he I like the character because the character is a professor and is very skeptical mm-hmm. of of this and so I think there's a he adds a nice counterbalance right. you know, to the proceedings, and then he buys full on. I loved the character of Ram Joss. Oh, uh, me too. <laughs> he was great. They wanted to cast older. Oh, okay. And Dilip Rao came in. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Came in and was just hit a home run in his reading, and they said, hey, it doesn't matter how old he is. Wisdom is wisdom. And right. So, and so they, they brought him in. I, but think, they, they, I think they picked well. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Lorna Raver though, as uh, Sylvia is is I think God. the all star here, and the makeup job they did on this woman is fantastic. She's even got the evil eye. <laughs> that eye makes several appearances without her in the it movie. Does. <laughs> Has to do her gums. <laughs> so this this is just I, I think this is just an absolutely wonderful bit of horror and a wonderful morality tale. Yeah, I on think top so too. It. So let's talk about it. If you haven't seen the movie, there's a major spoiler coming right here. Uh, the ending of this movie, she does indeed get dragged to hell <laughs> through a through a I mean, series of circumstances <laughs> that may or may not have been beyond her control. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the ending. Did it fit? I think so. I, I think it did. Do you? I, I do. I do too. I think in the grand style of the Twilight Zone and and those things mm-hmm. that that last bit of irony, you know. I uh, I love that moment of her. I guess I love how it happened because you have that moment of her in the grave, and she feels so victorious that she did this. You know, it's like it's over when she is ridding herself of the curse. Yes, right. and she's covered in the mud and the What it, a great it's a scene. It's a great scene. I love it. And and that scene what I was talking about earlier with the energy that Raimi injects into this is just absolutely beautiful and brilliant and funny and gross and I was I was laughing I was and too, but and I was also like cringing at it, yeah. you know. And and there's this there's uh, he loves to beat up his main characters in in these horror movies and <laughs> and just uh, there there there's this 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 kinetic energy in it and and the water's coming down and it's raining but yeah there's a sense of triumph and right. and we feel that we've we've gotten over the hill and now we're you know we've reached the top of the mountain nothing's nothing's gonna stop us now nope. yeah now I'm thinking about the starship song <laughs> I was gonna say we can build this thing together or whatever. Uh, 
I tried to walk away, but I stumbled. <laughs> no. My whole world crumbles when you're not here, Faith. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a sense of triumph. And then we get to the end. And, and it is defeat <laughs> is snatched from the jaws of victory. Oh, and it, I love how it was done, too. Like, oh, I yeah. found your button in this. Yeah, this envelope, and it's there like, it is. Oh man! And I love that you see it. It, it they don't, oh, they don't pull any punches with it. You see it, and she gets dragged to hell, and you see that final frame of her face just disintegrating, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I like about it too is like they could have turned that into like maybe a dream. You know, like she's having nightmares after you know, like PTSD almost. They could have copped out on it. But I like that they didn't. They didn't cop out. On it. <laughs> Now, one of the original endings I was reading for a while was the character of Stu, who is her nefarious co-worker who does some bad things in the movie. He was actually going to get dragged to hell. Okay. And something about uh, Justin Long's mom was going to pay him to kill uh, Christine or something like this. And at the end, he was going to get dragged to hell. And they decided at the end, no, she was going to get dragged to hell. So... You like think that. the ending fits. I think the ending fits, too. Mm-hmm. Now, did she deserve it? I mean, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, not necessarily. I don't know. It seems pretty harsh, doesn't it? it I mean, that's it seems, pretty harsh. It seems pretty harsh. Of course, the curse itself seems pretty harsh. So I mean, so we're going we're gonna to talk about... I mean, I get it. You're upset that your yeah. house was taken from you. I mean... Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about our, our thoughts on that uh, after, after the news segment. But then you have to wonder, how many times has this woman done this? I was just thinking and that. And then <laughs> she has a grandchild. She has a granddaughter. And I'm wondering if the children and grandchildren know that, you know, grandma can do this. Like if that if she hangs that over their heads like the sword of Damocles, right. you know, like eat your food. I don't want to eat my food. I'm going to curse you. Put a curse on you. <laughs> I'm going to curse you. This goat demon's going to come sing Macy Gray and drag you to hell and drag you to hell. But um, I I no, I don't think she deserved it. I. I I do think that she demonstrated she was willing to make amends for what she did. Mm-hmm. And that side of the equation was having none of it. And then the great irony is that the woman dies and she can't take it back. So th- there's there's just some really great stuff in this movie. It's a fun, fun watch. Oh, I, I loved it. <laughs> I did too. I did too. I, w- I would like to watch this again soon. Yeah, me too soon yeah when she's with the dead body and the stuff comes out of her the green looking goo it's great isn't it? it's so good 12 year old 12 year old boy <laughs> sense of humor right i love it i do too good movie highly highly recommended if you if you haven't seen it so well we're going to take a very short break this is a news break all of the fake news not fit to print and we have a special guest news anchor this evening mm-hmm. uh, your news updates right from the seventh level of hell. It's flatulous, the fart demon. So terrifying. Terrifying. You all enjoy that, and we will see you on the other side. I am Dan. And I am Faith. We'll be right back.
all of the latest from the bowels of the seventh level. The Lake of Fire will be shut down next Friday at 5 p.m. for scheduled maintenance. Have no fear, you pitiful souls of the abyss. You will still get your daily torture. Local hell resident Frederick Kruger has volunteered to give all denizens of the demonic realm a prostate exam. And no, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. Everyone is getting a prostate exam. Possessions are down for the third quarter in a row. Moloch, the magnificent high advisor to our most revered dark overlord, attributes the drop to young demons not following the procedures as set forth in the transit of the Black Dawn Handbook. Moloch has promised severe misery and unbinding cruelty if the possession numbers do not rise next quarter. Finally, someone ate the deviled eggs I left in the break room refrigerator at the torture complex located in the third level. I wrote my name on them. You devils need to learn to respect other people's things. I made them myself. Paprika doesn't grow on trees, you know. This has been Flatulus, the fart demon of hell. Stay evil and stay tuned for the rest of the late night fright. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright. We'd like to thank Flatulus, the fart demon of hell, for that update from the seventh level. That was very nice of him. Oh, yeah. So Appar- nice. Apparently, hell has its uh, bureaucratic problems, too. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah, and and someone ate his deviled <laughs> his eggs. His Paprika. It doesn't grow on trees. Oh, goodness. So... Before we get too far into it, I had a thought earlier that also has to do with music that I just have to share right now. Let's go over the list of things I've shared tonight. Well, I've got Macy Gray stuck in your head. That was really Faith, but I, I brought it up. i let you know about the show, Get This Thing Out of Me. That's a show on the Learning Channel. Is that it, TLC? Mm-hmm. The Learning Channel, where people get objects stuck inside of them that have to be surgically removed. So yeah, that's fun. And I'm about to I'm about to throw <laughs> another one out. We were listening to Queen earlier while we were having a nice round of cards against humanity and something struck me while we were listening to Under Pressure. Go and listen to the second verse of Under Pressure <laughs> when Freddie Mercury says chipping round with my brains on the floor and tell me that it doesn't sound like Adam Sandler or that Adam Sandler should sing that. <laughs> I tell you, hoo hoo. I do. I never thought of that. I have a do. All right. <laughs> Enough tomfoolery. Let's get into it. Uh, something we've been doing here on the show since we've gotten into 2022. We talk about the movie and we try to relate it to a real world thing and we kind of bring in some esoteric ideas. Um, we're not really going to do that tonight. We're going to bring in an idea that's not esoteric. Uh, it's easier said than done sometimes. Yeah, it's not something that's very difficult. To <laughs> yeah, it's easier said than done sometimes. Mm, yeah. And the moral of the movie is be nice. Yeah, be just, just be kind. Kind. Be generous. Yes. 
just go listen to Viola Davis's speech in the help. You is what is it? You're kind. You is kind. Uh, was it love? Smart. Smart. Beautiful. I don't remember. Something, <laughs> something like that. Whoa, that's weird. We brought up Viola Davis in The Help, and Octavia Spencer won an Oscar for The Help. She and did. she's in the movie. Weird. <laughs> Faith saw her. She saw her. I did, back. and I saw her, and then I was like, maybe that wasn't her. And I was <laughs> extremely like, surprised. Why is she randomly standing in the background? I was extremely surprised when we saw the, the credits roll. I said, oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, three-time Academy Award nominee and one-time she winner Octavia Spencer was in, in this movie. Well, she wouldn't. We wouldn't have known who she was at the time, so because this is a few years before she really became. I guess, yeah. Famous, yeah. But it's nice to know that you know she was around. Yeah, Just hanging out in the bank, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Watching curses take place. Huh? I think I saw her. I saw her in an episode of a of a TV series, like. Not Seinfeld, but it was something like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, it's escaping me right now. But she, it, I love, I love these people who get established. You know, and you see them in small f- roles. You know, one of my favorite things to do, especially watching older movies, is let the credits go by and see if there's any big name. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like there was just like an extra somewhere. You know, and see if you can <laughs> spot them. So, but I think that really sums it up. Just be nice, be kind, be generous. This could this whole thing here in this movie could have been avoided on both sides. Oh, she yeah. didn't need to curse her. No. Okay. I think a conversation could have taken care of this. And I think that's something to take away from this. You know, we're we live in these incredibly separated times. We've talked about it on the show before. In my lifetime, I've never seen things this separated. And there's a lot of good people on both sides who are being gaslit by institutions such as the government or the media or, or spiritual authorities. And, and they're being fed a big boatload of BS and they're eating it because they think that, you know, these people would never lie to them. Well, that's not really the case. And, and we've, we've talked about that on the show, but there's a, there's a lot of good people on both sides, you know, who, mm-hmm. who, who are being gaslit and a conversation, a civil conversation would fix a lot of what we have going on in the world. Exactly. Civil conversation, a civil exchange of ideas, mm-hmm. you know, um, talk to, talk to people who don't agree with you. Try to have a conversation with, them. I'm not giving you homework. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have a, I teach, uh, I teach music. I have a, I have a bass student. I give him homework. <laughs> I don't I don't give you homework. I just tell you what movie we're gonna we're gonna do a week ahead so you can watch it. <laughs> no, that makes it. You you said civil. I was having a conversation last night. And I'm like you know, talking about all the wars and stuff, and just like the civil war. Come on, you couldn't have just had a a conversation. Just sit down. I mean, it's people have in a, the same country having have a, a fight. Have a powwow, a parlay, if you will. I mean, you you live in the same country. There are there are powers that be that do not want that to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's and like, he, just and, have and the, a conversation. The character of Sylvia in this movie, it seems like she's not. She doesn't want this woman then to help her. She would much rather you know take her out. Mm-hmm. You know, so conversations help. You know, having a help. cool head. Try to be, you know, try to agreeable be cool. on things. Just try, try to, just, just good vibes. Yeah. Good vibes. That's it. Yes. Good vibes. 
That's it. That's your homework. Good vibes. <laughs> so I could have you start writing walking bass lines like I'm having my students. Well, we could have them listen to Macy Gray and send us recordings of them singing it. I don't know. No, Faith, we, we don't we don't do that. <laughs> I said they could. Not, I said we could do that, but we're not. Not here, not here on the late not night. Not here, Friday. not now. So. Well, I am very happy to say that we got a message from a fan. And if you would like to get in touch with us, you can at late night fright podcast at gmail.com. We got a message from Leroy Smith, and he said, Hey, can you do an episode on Ernest Scared Stupid? Ernest, of course, is the series that Jim Varney was in. You all know and love Ernest P. Worrell, Worrell, Worrell. Uh, whatever it is. Uh, he writes, it's a movie that has a surprisingly big fan base and is actually the most popular of the nine Ernest movies they made. That's a lot. I just wanted to know you guys' thoughts on it. Well, Leroy, thank you for writing. That really means a lot that you took the time to write us. And I'm sorry that it took me a day and a half to get back to you. But um, uh, we are indeed going to do Ernest Scared Stupid, and that will be... On one condition. What's that? He's got to send us a recording of a, of him singing Macy Gray. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> We're not that harsh. Faith, 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 you're being really harsh. You're being really harsh tonight. I'm joking. Uh, send us a recording of you saying, you know what I mean, Vern? Do that. You know what I mean? Do you like Ernest? I like Ernest. Uh-huh. I like Ernest. Uh, Leroy, we are going to get to that, and we're going to get to that sooner rather than later, as I as I told you in the response. So this is the schedule coming up. Next week, we are going to do the dark comedy thriller Neighbors from 1981, directed by John G. Avildsen, who directed Rocky. He won an Oscar for Rocky. He also directed The Karate Kid. This movie stars John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. It is John Belushi's final movie. So why are we doing this? Well, it's dark comedy. It's got some really dark overtones. Thrillers are in our wheelhouse. But we are also coming up on the 40th anniversary of John's passing on March 6th. He passed away March 6th, 1982. March 6th, 2022 will indeed be 40 years. That just time is, you know, where is it going? We don't know, do we? Right. John is a huge influence on me. Faith loves John as well, and we thought it would be a nice opportunity We've talked about him several times on this show in relation to Ghostbusters and in relation to his friend Dan Aykroyd. He's been a huge influence on me as a writer, as a musician, and uh, I get a, I get a lot of joy from John Belushi and his work. And we thought, what a great opportunity to honor him mm-hmm. on this anniversary. And it's been a while since I've seen the movie. It has really been a while, so it's gonna be close to a. To, to almost like a first time watch and you haven't seen the movie I'm not. and let me just say this about the movie things got so bad on this set that john belushi thought about hiring someone to kill the director oh my god Aykroyd and belushi were making inquiries <laughs> <laughs> so a uh, lot to talk about there's some behind the scenes stuff to get to with this this was his last film it came out late 81 and he died just a few months later there in, in March. So a cautionary tale, but uh, what a wonderful, wonderful performer he was. Uh, it's one of those 
things where you go, if he had lived, what would he have done? And we're both in agreement that he would have done some really special stuff, and, and Ghostbusters would have been one of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, So we're going to check it out. This is the last movie that, that he was in, and it's Belushi and Aykroyd. It's always a good combo, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I am too. 40 years on. So if you're not familiar with his work, please get familiar with his work. Uh, four years on Saturday Night Live, seven feature films, and... Uh, three albums with the Blues Brothers, three, and then a best of. So uh, really wonderful, wonderful period there. Yeah, And we'll talk about this a little more when we do Neighbors. To this date, he is the only entertainer to have the number one movie, the number one album, and the number one TV show in the same week. He did that awesome. the week he turned 30. Wow. In January of 1979, the movie was Animal House. The TV series was Saturday Night Live, and the album was Briefcase Full of Blues by the Blues Brothers. That's so amazing. Really great. I can't wait to talk about John. I, I, I really I love John. I can't wait to see this movie. I, I don't know. I, I, I know it's, it's, it's very dark, so we're in for something. So if you haven't seen it, check it out before the show. But, Leroy, guess what? The week after, we are going to hit Ernest Scared Stupid. And we can go ahead and announce, because we had a powwow about it earlier, uh, the week after is going to be a double feature, two shows. We're going to do The Night Stalker and The Night Strangler, the two Cole Shack television movies. So looking forward to that. We've, we've pushed, pushed those a little bit, so we're going to get to it. Again, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can at Late Night Fright Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any, any movie recommendations that you want us to do on the show, uh, if, if we've missed anything, let us know. Um, if you want to talk yeah, about... If we didn't sing enough Macy Gray tonight. If you want to talk about Macy Gray, Dungeons & Dragons, whatever, whatever. Just, just I've never played Dungeons & Dragons, Hostess so, Ding so Dongs, let me know. Um, let me know uh, what Dungeons & Dragons is all about. Hostess Ding Dongs. Yeah, yeah Twinkies. Yeah. Twinkies, uh, Ho-Hos, Snowballs. I've never had a Ho-Ho before. Snowballs. Or a Snowball. We'll, we'll end tonight's show on this thought it is amazing how many of the hostess pastries uh have sexual connotations to them it's true snowballs ding dongs ding dong ding dong ding dongs are my favorite ho hos <laughs> i bet they are <laughs> <laughs> this has been a lot of fun thank you all for tuning in it is it is a pleasure to do this show it's a, it's it's great to have this conversation with faith every week and we hope that you're having this conversation with your friends out there talking about movies is fun it's more fun to talk about movies with a friend it's it's great to have friends so so call them up have have that civil conversation that we were talking about because a lot of the world's problems would go away <laughs> so thank you all for tuning in Leroy thank you for writing and please feel free to get in touch with us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com Neighbors with John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd is up next. So, Faith, it feels like it's that time, doesn't it? It does. Faith, take us home. We have to snap our fingers, don't we? We do. I was wondering. I looked at you all weird. Man, I, was like, I didn't have coffee me? tonight. I didn't have coffee I was tonight. Like, excuse me. The magic did not happen. All right. Here we go. <laughs> if you're a longtime listener to the show, you know, we snap our fingers, the magic happens. The music just, just plays. Are you ready? Yeah, I know. Shall we try it? I'm ready. Let's I was tempting fate, not snapping. All right. <laughs> We got it. We got an email from a fan, so I'm, I'm thrown off in my game tonight. And Macy, t- Gray, too much Macy Gray, and get this thing out of me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a lot. And curses, and Alice and Loman getting dragged to hell. All right, you were right. cursed, were you? Oh, no. I may have been. You never know. <laughs> There's things about me you just don't know. <laughs> On three, ready, Faith. One, two, three.
There it is. Now I can see. Now, say now you can take us home. <laughs> We're gonna try to walk away, but we might stumble. <laughs> My world crumbles when you're not here, Faith. I mind too. <laughs> All right, before this gets any worse, take us home, Faith. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you a vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep, keep your, your monster, monster on a leash. leash. <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>